I'm always kind of choosing between what's worse, the resentment or the guilt after saying no. Yeah. And for me, yes, the guilt sucks, but I've learned the resentment is worse. And so the work that I'm doing right now is knowing that I'm getting rid of the resentment by saying no, which is worse than the guilt. And now my work is around the guilt. And we're back. With another episode of He Said, She Said. How good does it feel to come in off the boat every single night? Like, how good have I you mean, been sleeping? We're getting a good three days in a week, maybe four. Four. A solid four days a week of wake surfing. I'm boating. so proud of us. This is the me, the me. The me. Of last year or even two years ago would not believe that we made room in our schedule or forced ourselves to do this. Why do you think it's different this year? What have you done differently? Number one, making space and committing and knowing. I think I'm just at a point in my life where I've realized you run out of summers. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel very mortal at this yeah. point in my life. And I looked back over all the summers that we have had and I've just worked through many of them, meaning just work, 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 work. And I don't necessarily know if that work serves the greater purpose of what I actually want done with my work and life. Mm -hmm. Meaning I recharge and do better on podcasts. I do better when I'm speaking. I do better in my business because I get more focused when I have joy to look forward to at the end of the day and I get shit done faster. Okay, wait a minute. This is really important for everyone who finds themselves working their life away out there because there were stages where we did that and you just said, well, all the other summers in the past, I would work, 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 right? Like I remember coming out to the motorhome be like, sorry, I got calls all day. And I'd yeah. be like, you want to go boating, you know? So to everybody who finds themselves in that position, when you look back at the work you were doing specifically in those summers, what percentage of that work could you have said no to without making any, without changing where we are today? In other words, without hurting our lifestyle? I mean, minimum 20% because I look at a lot of it and it was calls that I felt bad about or podcasts that I felt bad about because I wanted to be on these things. I wanted to do these things. You felt bad things. saying no. I felt bad saying no. And also, like I said, it's not that I didn't want to be on them. I did, but that goes into what we're talking about That's today. It's interesting that you said that because mm -hmm. that is one of the reasons for my success or one of the reasons I thrive as a human and in business and in general. Listen, there's a million things I do wrong, right? I'm sure you probably keep a running list somewhere. It's just a small notepad. It's just a small notepad of everything I do wrong. But the one freaking thing that I really get right lately is... I do not respond to other people's agenda. And I think the best way to demonstrate that is, is email. I get into my email probably twice a week. And some people might hear that in panic. Like, what, do, what if there's something important in there? Listen, here's my view around email. And here's my view around responding to other people's agenda, right? What other people need, what other people want to get done. Number one, I don't care. This might sound bad, but my life and my joy is more important than somebody else's agenda. Judge that as you may. But number two, if it's important enough, they'll find a way to reach me with it. In other words, if I don't get my email for three, four, five days, and it's important, they're going to know to reach out to Taylor, my assistant. They're going to know to find my number. They're going to know to ask a friend of a friend or DM me a hundred times. If it's important, they'll find me. And by taking that stance, I realized, holy crap, 
99% of the requests in my email or in my DMs or, you know, however people get hold of me, are other people's agendas that are important to them, but not important to me. What's so interesting is you've been able to move your life and businesses forward so fast lately, meaning I feel like things are moving really quickly for you. And okay, so my question to you, though, Chris, is the past me listening, and even me now gets a little bit triggered around that, like, but, but what if you miss out on an opportunity? But what will people think of you who you need to respond to? Or what about people in your business? How do they access you? These are you? two separate things. These are such good questions. The, I'm going to separate them like this. One question is, oh my God, what if I miss out on an opportunity? The second question is, what will people think of you? And All then right. what about people in your business? How do they access you? Who are your clients? Ah, see, my clients and my business partners have my phone number, my real phone number, and they text me. And every day I get down to basically zero inbox for text, right? Even though I get a lot of them. So those who really need me, that whose agendas I care about on a regular basis, my clients, my business partners, they know to text me and they know that they'll get a response that day from that text. Everybody else that doesn't have that number, then you'd have that number if I knew it was something important. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So, but let me ask you these two questions because these are very important. The first one, gosh, I'm forgetting now. The first one that you said was, the second one was, what will people think of me? The first one was, oh, what if I miss an opportunity? This is what screws people up. This is why they yes themselves to death. And that's not a judgment because I've done that and I've watched you do that in the past. I did it for years. You guys, you probably won't believe me, but if I could somehow open up your head and install this one piece of information into your brains and have it resonate as truth, it's this. There are more than enough opportunities at any given time. And you do not need to say yes to the one in front of you simply because you think that if you say no to that one, that it's the end of opportunities. Opportunities will never stop coming. Opportunities will never stop presenting themselves. Opportunities are always going to be there, especially if you're a proactive go-getter. People will flood you with opportunities. So you can't say yes to everything. You can only say yes to what serves your agenda. You know, so interesting. You know who's such a great example of this that just is blaringly clear to me? Jenna. It's Jenna Kutcher. I knew you were going to say that. And, you know, she pretty much said no to everything for a very, very long time. And what happens is the more that you focus on your own stuff and get yourself out into the world in such a clear way, like she is clear on who she is, right? Like she is a a marketing genius and she has an incredible podcast. She has incredible courses and she focused so hard on those things and family time. Like that, Mm -hmm. those were her main things. It was family and her business. And in fact, the opportunities grew so large because she was out there in such a focused, clear way that when she decided she wanted to be out in the world for a while, it was like endless massive opportunities. I would say even more than if you were watering down your message and taking all these different opportunities and taking yourself away from trying to figure out why you're really here and what message you want out in the world. Like that girl focuses on her social, her podcast and her family. And it's like never ending opportunities in her inbox. And she has a great life. Like we know firsthand because of it. And this is, I'm going to keep using email as my metaphor, but it also applies to other parts of life, right? I just don't care 
about everybody else's agenda if it's going to chip away at my agenda of happiness and how I want to design my life. And I refuse to respond to everybody else's agendas. It, when I look at my email every few days, guess what it's full of besides advertisements? After I get through the advertisements, it's full of, I want to be on your show, or I want you to invest in this, or I want you to do X, Y, and Z for me. It's all I want, I want, I want, I want. Now they, they spin it better. They pitch it better. They, right? They've got a great approach to the way, but the truth of it, if you get away, if you dig, dig through all the pretty words, it's I want, I want, I want for me. And that's somebody else's agenda that is important to them. And I love that they're go-getters, but it doesn't have to be my agenda. And I just don't let it be. Right. And it's not that you are telling people to stop doing that. It's very important for you to keep outreaching and doing those things, but also understanding, which this is so great. Like it's not personal with you, which goes to show you guys, if you're not getting your answers right away, they're probably overloaded. Like many people who are the people that you want things from are probably overloaded with the same exact type of asks that you're asking. It doesn't mean to stop asking. It means to understand, to not take it personal if they're not responding to you right away. It also means to be diligent, right? And figure out different ways to add value, to get attention. Probably somebody right for you, Chris, and your, if they're DMing you and emailing, and showing up in different ways that add value, you're probably going to look at their email first over many other people. Somebody's done that in the past and it actually worked. They'd emailed me a couple of times, didn't know, didn't care. Then they DM'd me, not, hey, sent you an email, why didn't you see it? But they actually DM me, hey, uh, sent you X, Y, and Z. It's a really great opportunity. Didn't want you to miss out. Also totally not attached if it's not for you, but just wanted to try and reach you in a different way. And it was what they had sent was kind of cool. So then I went back and I looked for their email and that was even cooler. And, you know, we started working together. So my second question to you is the not caring. How did you get to that place? And it's not, it's not like he's like F off. I don't care about you. It's that what has gotten you, were you like so full of resentment or so full of frustration or to a point where you couldn't live your life the way that you were living anymore Mm -hmm. to get to a place of not caring? Because I know, especially for women, we care way too much where this might be triggering for even some people to listen to because they're like, that's, I'm not even capable of not caring like that. I don't understand it. So explain that. I care about people greatly. Like, you know, at an insane level. I care about my very short life more than I care about everybody else's agendas. You can care about two things at the same time, but care about the other thing more so that you protect the Mm -hmm. thing that you care more about. Does that make sense? I, I care that you listening have a business goal. I care that you listening have a life goal. I care that you listening might be in a jam and, you know, need, need some help to get out. I also simultaneously care about my very short life on this earth being awesome and full of memories and success and projects I want to do a little bit more than I care about your current request. Doesn't mean I don't care about your current request. It means I care about my life more. And I know it sounds selfish, but you got to choose. You got to choose. And here's what you're going to choose the rest of your life, guys. It took me a lot of years to realize this. You're going to continually choose everybody else's cares and agendas, or you're going to start choosing about your, that's it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to make your decisions, your yes and no's around that. Mine is just, I'm not going to go over all of it because it's exactly the same as yours. It's been learning how 
to say no and let it be okay that I'm disappointing people. Give an example. Whether it's family or whether it's my inboxes or people who really want me on their podcast or people who really want me to speak. I have just learned that where I have resentment, if I say yes, is where I either need to figure out what I would need around the yes to make it feel good for me, where it's a win-win, or I literally have to say no and make it okay that I have upset them because the resentment is worse than the feeling of the guilt. So this sounds terrible, but you guys know this already. I'm always kind of choosing between what's worse, the resentment or the guilt after saying no. Yeah. And for me, yes, the guilt sucks, but I've learned the resentment is worse. And so the work that I'm doing right now is knowing that I'm getting rid of the resentment by saying no, which is worse than the guilt. And now my work is around the guilt. Like I'll say prayers and and send good energy and really think like, okay, I hope that they understand, or I hope that even if they don't understand one day when their schedules get really busy, they'll look back on how I said no in such a loving way and cheered them on and maybe even gave them suggestions of someone else or something else and understand that I was doing it from a place of just protecting my energy, my family, and my reason why I'm on this planet. Mm -hmm. And you guys, when you say yes too much, let me just tell you that you're saying no to your destiny. You're saying no to your big vision. And you're probably, not probably, you're saying no to people in your family and the vision that you want to build when you are in resentment saying yes to everyone else. So, you know, I didn't used to think it was possible to not have years of yes, because I do think that they are important. But at the same time, I've, Jenna is just my like blaring example of someone who said no all the way to a life, a full life of yes. And I know that wasn't easy for her. I know that, you know, she had to do the exact same things that I'm doing now. And I really thought that success wouldn't come, but I'm watching it just explode for her because of what she's done. I just had a download when you're saying that, by the way, my choice of my agenda over everyone else's Mm -hmm. and your strength of, of building your no muscle and being okay with disappointing people of all the times that we have exercised these strengths, there's a very clear pattern that's presented itself. And it's this, the people that we actually really want in our lives, they never care. And they never build a story around us saying no to them. Mm -hmm. They just continue to show up down the road, just as cool and positive with full opportunities, you know, because they understand the, the human EQ of why we're saying no. The people who later on reveal themselves, we're like, ooh, glad we dodged that bullet. They're the ones that have resentment and get weird when we say no. Mm-hmm. So let this be a litmus test for you who's listening. If you really build these, these muscles well and you start using them consistently, you're going to then see a pattern. The ones who are upset with you rejecting their agenda or their request, they're the ones that end up revealing themselves down the road as like, Cuckoo, cuckoo, a little bit glad that we didn't, you know, end up partnering. And the ones who are totally okay and respect you respecting yourself, they're the ones who continue to show up later with value adds and you're excited that they're in your life. And so the way to know that you are someone who is probably going to create what you want and create the relationships that you want is when you are getting rejected and people are saying no to you, are you okay with it? And this is such a practice. And this for me 
is when the tables really started turning is when the women that I kept asking and feeling rejected by and building a story around, like they don't like me. Oh my God, how selfish of them. Like they can't even spare an hour of their time after me asking for two years. When I let go of that story and said, I don't need to know the why, Mm -hmm. they might really just be like wanting to, maybe they don't need other people in their life. Maybe they're so packed that they feel resentful already. Maybe they feel like their dreams are not happening. Maybe they just don't want to, or maybe they just don't like me. When I fully decided to let that be okay, Mm -hmm. is when everything started opening up for me and I couldn't miss the opportunities that were for me. So practice that. And this might not even be about you saying no. This might be about you accepting all of the no's fully and letting it be okay that other people have beautiful boundaries to protect why they are here on this planet. And it might not include working with you ever in this lifetime. And that is okay. It doesn't mean to stop asking. It means to accept all of the no's and not build a story around it. By the way, I'm sitting here laughing because I just realized someone is listening to us right now thinking we're talking about them. Oh my God, they must have we are not. Emailed or something. I swear to God, like the God I pray to every day, I swear to God, I don't have a single human in mind. This this episode is not spawned by a recent reach out or anything at Absolutely all. So don't not. build a story. Oh my gosh, no. This is like our 12 years in business yes. of figuring out our own life and, and figure out, okay, what are we going to talk about today to add value? personal and yes. us trying to figure it out. Oh my so, God, that's funny. I thought I'd better throw that yeah, disclaimer we'll in there. Don't build in. a story. It's not you because we're not thinking Absolutely about anyone in not. particular. Oh my gosh. This is just for you guys. So anyway, we're sending you so much love today and always grateful for you tuning in. Yes. And by the way, don't forget, always happy to text you a positive money mantra or business perspective every single morning that I wake up. I, you know, what's really funny, Lori, do you, do you even know this? It costs a couple thousand dollars a month for me to send out those texts. I do know that now because the price went up. Right. <laughs> and I don't care because I love it so much. No agenda attached to it. I love when I get the responses every day. Oh, I needed that. Oh, that totally changed my mind this morning. Oh, I feel so much better. Oh, this got me through the day. So if you want me to text you a positive money mantra or a positive business perspective of the day, send me the word daily. Text me the word daily to 310 310- Four two one zero four one six. Again, text me the word daily to three one zero four two one zero four one six. Thanks for listening. We always love and appreciate you. I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. 
It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.